0: This episode is powered by denmeditation.com with locations in Los Angeles that normalize meditation and make it available to all. Though meditation is the primary focus. The bigger goal is for people to understand and love themselves, thus creating more harmony in the community at large. To find out more about Den Meditation's teacher training programs, retreats, and all things Den Meditation, go to denmeditation.com. I'm here with Sebastian Terry and I'm so excited. I've been trying to get him on here for a while. He wrote the book, A Hundred Things, What's on Your List, which is basically after a tragic death of his friend, he kind of went through a little bit of a spiritual crisis and just decided he wanted to actually do shit with his life and created a quick list, which we'll talk about, but actually started actualizing them. And that to me is the amazing part. So welcome. Thank you. I mean, this is almost 10 years ago?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It was actually my, my friend passed away just over 12 years ago. Uh, and then, yeah, that was the beginning of me realizing I was super unhappy, going down the wrong path. And, yeah, that was when the list kind of was first penned on paper.
0: Now, one of the things you said in the book was that you were really angry because you started to realize you weren't doing any of your dreams and you weren't going out there to actually make anything you wanted happen. Mm. But did you know, like, when I read the book, was there anything, though, that you actually – wanted to happen that wasn't happening? Or was it just this feeling that you weren't living your dreams? Did you have a dream?
1: No, it was no, it was just a feeling. I didn't have like a a, a finish line or something I wanted to achieve. I just felt, I just knew that I wasn't being me. You know, that feeling when you just feel empty and, and vacant. Yeah, trapped, frustrated. It was just that. And I wanted to change that feeling.
0: How did that come out for you? Like, because for everyone, it, I talk about how it manifests for me and how ugly it is. But like, what does it look like for you? <laughs> um,
1: Well, I, I mean, I think you're right. It's different for everyone. I just knew I was unhappy. And I just, you know, I, I write when I'm confused. And a bit frustrated, and for me, that that was just the that was the, the the most obvious thing. I wanted to be happy, and so I wasn't sure exactly what the answer was. I mean, there's so many definitions you know, happiness, content, fulfillment, who knows? But I just thought I just want to explore life more, and so the the, the items on my list were, were kind of like the the outlets or the vehicles for me to just try and experiment with life in different ways.
0: And when you sat down, you're like, I'm just going to make a list. Mm. How quickly did it take? How fast was it making that list of a hundred things? I
1: think it probably took like a month or two. I started, and then you know lots of things because we all have these things in the back of our minds. So right? how many
0: came down the first set, sa- like the first seat?
1: I'm making up numbers now, but just to be, um, just to answer the question, 28.
0: I love that you went to 20. You're not like about 30. Yeah. <laughs> maybe um, 20.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think it was like that, you know, because you, you straight away, if, if, if the, the question is, you know, if you were going to die tomorrow, what would you do today? Or if you had a billion dollars. So you had about dollars, 28 what,
0: things you knew you can answer. I right reckon,
1: away. you know, give or take, it might have been 50, but. Um, <laughs> no, I'm holding you to 28. 28 things, no more, no less.
0: But here's my question Was there anything when you first looked back at that list, right? Because I'm sure it's pretty free flow. You're a writer, yeah. right? You just did it, did not think about it. When you then looked at it, was there anything you're like, oh shit, like I had no clue. I even gave that any credence at all? Like Compl- it was Like what to you was like surprises on there that you're like, I didn't even know that entered my like brain ever. Uh,
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think the floodgates open once you give yourself permission to consider that stuff and you start talking to people and you have inspiring conversations and someone else says, Oh, what about this thing? So, I mean, what was down there? I mean, I wanted to visit an inmate on death row. Um, I was like, Oh wow. I kind of forgot about that. I I think I once, once heard as a child that there was a place called Timbuktu, you know, that saying from Mm -hmm. here to Timbuktu, I always thought it was fictitious and I found out that it's the real place. It's in Mali in Africa. So I I wanted to go to Timbuktu, and that was on my list. So just kind of like weird stuff that isn't necessarily like life changing by themselves, or or you know it's going to you know impact someone in an incredible way, but just things. They don't have to be big, you know. Um, getting my dad his dream car. Like I, I just, it was something I thought that would be amazing until I realized how much it was. So then I just hired <laughs> you know, keep it. Keep dreaming, for dad. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's such a beautiful process just starting to think about that. Like if you just think limitlessly and what, you know, anything's possible. If I could do anything, what would I actually like to do to make me smile more?
0: And if everything, and like you said, if everything was possible. So like take money out of the equation, yeah. take situation out of it just make the list completely
1: because it's all about because before i was doing this i mean you would have read in the book i was just working on my laptop right in a business that i didn't like i just thought i needed to do that because that's what people did and then i had this map i mean a very condensed version of this story is i had a map on my wall with 100 tags all over them and they were all my dreams right and i remember just thinking like working on my laptop and looking up to my this map on the wall next to me and i kept looking up and i was like imagine if i just redirected all my energy from my laptop onto this map of like dreams i could do all of that I could just be happy. And it was just such an easy decision. It was just like that. And I booked a ticket overseas and left.
0: But there was something in your gut that you knew that if you did that, it would make you happy.
1: Well, I hoped, um, I just knew it was at least a step in the right direction. Um, cause as it was, I was kind of like, you know, that, I mean, <laughs> there's so many analogies, but you know, I was halfway up the wrong ladder and I'd rather be at the bottom of the right ladder. So I just thought, well, why not just change? So I, you know, I, I, I did and you know, again, whether it's happiness or I, you know, I don't know what the exact kind of description or uh, what what the word is that I was after, but I just I just felt I had to do it, and and that's what I base everything on. I just feel good. You know, when you feel mm-hmm. good about something and you throw yourself at it, and you can't really explain it necessarily, but you you know intrinsically that it's the right thing for you.
0: But I like that you're using that as a litmus test versus things society tell you. It's like if you dip your toe in the water and it's feeling good, like keep going in that direction. Yeah. Versus like retreating.
1: Completely. And uh, even today, i got a B12 shot, right? I, I'm just telling <laughs> you before. Know, he
0: walked in, he's like, my ass still hurts. <laughs> it does
1: still hurt, but it's still numb. I can't feel my left side, but- um, But
0: it's great. Everyone should do it. <laughs> the, yeah, so
1: Dr. Corey, who gave it to me, she's giving free shots to everyone affected by the fire, right? And she was like, oh, I want to go in like behind like, you know, the, where everyone's really struggling, up at Malibu Thousand Oaks, wherever it exactly is. She's like, I just can't organize it. So she said, I just knew intrinsically that I just had to do it. So I'm just doing it. So she just created this thing and now people are going, they're flooding in and getting B12 shots and she's being helpful. It's the same thing. This principle of this idea that you just act on something that you feel inside and who cares what the outcome is? You're just acting on it. And I think that's the important part.
0: Huh. So what I also love talking about action is this whole thing for me with always, I think is amazing is ideation to actualization. You know, we talk about that a lot. Look, we have a meditation studio. So a lot of people, it's like, it's the new moon and the full moon like to bring it's like how do you come up with the manifestation and then how do you actually make it happen so you actually are someone who like we were saying you had an idea but instead of just staring at that map or instead of just staring at that list which could a lot of people would do by the way I'm sure you actually know a lot of people who've created the list since you and actually haven't done Completely. anything how do you go from step how do you go from a to B how do you actually make it happen how do you harness that strength and throw that fear out the window
1: you do it you just do it. I mean, that's it. It's, it's not rocket science. I'm able to do it. So it's, can't, it's not too complicated. And um, when you
0: say that, what does that mean?
1: You just pull the trigger. No, go, but I mean,
0: you said I'm able to do it. Talk about like, cause not everybody knows like, who were you before <coughs> that? If Joe Schmo was looking at you, they'd be like, I can't believe that dude just did this.
1: Well, no, well that's it. I mean, like, I think there's, uh, I, I think as people, when someone does something, not necessarily me, but you look at someone who does something that you, you know, you want to be able to do. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you sometimes come up with, oh, they're, they're rich or, oh, they don't have any other commitments or you just kind of make up these kind of excuses as why you can't do it, but they can. Yep. I'm completely normal. And average. well, actually I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I was normal, say, but are like, you? you know, we're all the same, right? We're just like, we're all, we're all fantastic is, is like the bottom line. But I mean, I'm no different to anyone else. Why was I able to do it? Just cause I chose to, I just, I just chose to, to do it. Just take a step in the right direction. I didn't think about how something would work out. I just knew why. I just knew that it was really important that I wanted to be happy in my life. I prioritized that. And I just thought, well, I've got all these, I've got these ideas, like you say, on a bit of paper, a hundred things. How do I do it? Well, I'm just going to try. And it felt awkward at first. You know, like I think one of the first things I did was marry a stranger in Las Vegas, which is super immature. I get that. But I wanted to do it for my own reason. <laughs> and so I just flew to Las I just thought, well, how would I just baby steps? How would I do it? Well, I'll just go to Las Vegas and then I'll just ask heaps of people. Um, if they want to marry me, and I, I found someone. I found two people. I got stood up at the wedding. By I, know, I
0: love that part of the yeah. book.
1: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's just just doing it because you can you can you know think about it and talk about it to people as, as much as you want, but like that doesn't actually manifest into it happening until you choose to, you know, act.
0: And just so the audience knows, and we're going to talk about it a little later that it wasn't like you were this rich dude that you had a ton of money, mm. and if anything, that's a great part of your book. And again, I want to get to it or maybe we just talk about it now, that, I mean, at one point on your journey, you were actually offered money. Like some dude was so inspired by what you were doing and he was like, tell me what the rest is going to cost and I got this, which is amazing. And you were, you would always say, I'm at this journey, I'm down to like, 200 bucks in my account and then this guy's giving me a job so I can work. And by the way, you did anything, which I love, whether Mm. it was being in a bar, whether it was actually like administrative work. You just did whatever you needed to do to make some bucks and like integrate yourself into society, which I also love. There was like an element of being where you were, which I think also really changes what you were doing. You never just kind of popped in and out. You like would go, settle, like really make friends, make a community and be there. But the money aspect of it, I think is fascinating. You ended up saying no
1: to him. Yeah, I did. By the way, I love your questions and how you think. It's brilliant. It's really oh, nice.
0: thanks. Um, okay, <laughs> okay. So, uh, Let's talk about me. I'm yeah, just kidding.
1: <laughs> well, no. I So, I left for $9,000. I ran out after like five months or something in the middle of New York. And then I was doing, a, I had no money. I was staying on the floor of a friend's place who I'd met over there. And uh, I was doing a week of silence at the time because it was free. And just, <laughs> just living in New York, doing like salsa lessons. I went on a blind date, which was like horrific. Um, you know, I worked in an office for a day. Uh, I met a mate of mine in the middle of the, I just bumped into him coincidentally. His name's Paul Lee, he's a sailor. And he said, uh, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in five years. And I couldn't talk to him. And he was like, well, come, he just thought I was really odd. So he took <laughs> me to a bar to meet his sailing crew. He told me that he was a sailor. And then, yeah, the owner of the sailing crew, um, or co-owner, uh, called Tyson, took interest in me, this Australian guy who's being silent. And long story short, he looked at my website. And he wrote me an email saying, look, I, I've looked at your website. I've got all, and he said it in a very humble way. I've got all the money in the world. I've got all the resources. I've got cars and houses and boats and whatever. Um, but I don't have what you have. And that's the ability to throw 100% of your energy at the things you're passionate about. And which is a really interesting concept. He was jealous of me, who had, someone who had nothing. Uh, and he had. Lots, right?
0: But that says so much. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah, it does. It does. And then he said, I want to help you. And I thought, this, this is all via email, right? And I was like, oh, wow, what's he going to do? He must, I think he's going to give me his boat to sail. So he must have seen number 42, I think, on my list is to sail across an ocean. And he got back to me and said, I'm going to give you a blank check. How much money do you want to complete your list? I have this fundamental belief that people are good. So my first reaction was this is incredible. People are good. This guy's reached out to someone because they're being passionate and I, and I feel that I think passion inspires passion. Um,
0: Absolutely. So I
1: was like, okay, that's great. But then I thought about it and I went, well, that's not really what my story is about anymore. I don't think it's about me ticking things off. Who cares if I've ticked off 100 things or 500 or three? Um, you know, I, I more and more and certainly at this point, retrospectively, I, I'm learning that, you know, this story really, my, my list is just a vehicle for me to learn how to be me. I think that's the secret to to, to happiness. You mm-hmm. know, certainly one element is learning who you are and then being that in every aspect of your life. So, yeah, I said no to him. And it was the best decision I ever made.
0: And part of it, which I also loved. And do you think, so do you think it, the outcome would have been very different if you took the money?
1: Oh, 100%. In so many ways. Spiritually, energetically, you know, literally, yeah, completely different. Because
0: I, you did really integrate everywhere you went and you mm-hmm. wouldn't have had to do that. No, exactly.
1: And, and people are, uh, people are good. And, and I think if you can, because I think what, I think one of the reasons why people know of a hundred things in my stories, because they see themselves in me. And if I suddenly am this guy with money or I am, a, you know, it, it's, it's different. It changes the dynamic. And, um, I also don't think that money is the most important thing in the world. I've, I, I've, I've shown that to myself and, you know, and if it's not, well, what is the most important thing in the world? And I think it's connection, just human connection. So that's what I you know, I, I just love that. I try and do it everywhere I go. So
0: Now, when you were making the decision, you told him, I need some time. You then got in a cab with a guy, right? Am I correct on like yeah, the yeah. timing of it? Maybe. And the cab driver basically was like, oh, you must be really rich. You must be really oh, lucky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and it seemed to me, or maybe I pulled too much from the book, that that in a weird way was like what you needed to hear in that moment to really… Completely make you go yeah I don't want this money because this is I don't want to have to answer the question and be like yeah it's super easy for me I have this blank check it's like no anyone can do
1: this 100% I love taxi drivers by the way all Uber drivers I always find them really wise or maybe not Uber drivers so much anymore but the taxi drivers
0: <laughs> like, the I find quality them- of Uber is going down for sure <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. And I think like you, if you're open and you actually listen and you observe those, I mean, whether it's a person, a conversation, events, a uh, circumstance, uh, like th- there's always the, the I think the, the world, the universe, not to sound too like, you know, Venice. You can
0: hear, we're all good with it. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> Sorry,
1: let me, uh, okay. I think the universe always talks to you and like the answers are out there. And if you don't know what they are, that they'll come to you. And I, and I yeah, that conversation was very apt. So
0: here was actually one of my questions on that exactly was that was a, part where clearly the universe was speaking to you and giving you the answer whether you chose to listen to it or not you did but you didn't have to and one of the things I want to talk to you about in this is just the law of attraction like clearly the minute you started putting your energy out to do these things things were falling into place whether it was money or not mm-hmm. do you feel like the universe is always talking to you or do you think and you just have to listen or do you think it has to be when you're on the right track then the universe is talking to you like, are there um, things you were ignoring when you were younger and you weren't listening to?
1: For sure, I think. I mean, I, I again, I'm kind of like new to this. I'm not, you know, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have a conversation with you about this much more than five minutes, and then you'd go, "Oh, you don't know anything." But like, no, I but know, we all
0: know. This is all about your experience, so you know everything.
1: Okay, thank you. You're um, welcome all right, I take that back. Uh, So no, I think the universe is always talking. And I think like my intuition or our intuition is always there too. I think we always know the answers is whether you listen or not. And I think like that feeling of like, you know, regret is not necessarily because an event you look back and you're like, ah, that's such a shame. It's because you knew you could have acted differently or done something differently. So I'm only, I, I'm still playing with it, but yeah, I, I believe that the answers are always there. I think if you're, if you're, if you have uh, a mindset of just like of listening and taking a step back and looking at things, things and not just not reacting, but responding, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think we all have that ability. Um, and, and it's amazing. It's it's such a, you know, trust your intuition, your gut, you're the gut feeling, all that kind of stuff. So whether it's the universe externally or whether it's you internally, I, I think they're, you know, they're the perfect kind of...
0: Hey, sorry to interrupt. I want to talk about our next Den Talks live. We are so unbelievably lucky. We have Sean Korn. She was one of the first internationally celebrated yoga teachers. You know how we know everybody on IG now? She was literally one of the first that everyone started talking about. And she's just known for activism. She actually started off the mat and into the world. And since 2007 has taught so many leaders of activism to bridge the gap of injustice around the world. She's incredible. She sells out wherever she goes. So this interview is going to be great. It's January 24th. That's a Thursday night at 7 p.m., don't forget what comes with that. I promise there'll be an in-depth conversation. Also a Q&A for you guys to have your own chance to talk to her and a personal practice. And don't forget, when she practices, she sells out. So this is a really unique opportunity. And per usual, we'll have some wine and cheese, and snacks and drinks afterwards so we can all mingle and just like hang out. And this is incredible. I can't express how lucky we are to have her. I hope to see you there. Did you start to feel... Was there any element of being nervous when you set on, a, on this journey?
1: No, not at all. It was the biggest decision of my life and it was the easiest thing ever. It was like deciding to have, you know, choosing a, a type of beer over another. It was such an easy decision. That's amazing. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, I stopped every... I was 28. I left on my 28th birthday. Um, I had this business. I just walked away from it. Um... And, and I love
0: that we find out later he made $6,000 when they saw, which I love oh, like yeah. after all of that was well,
1: crazy. Yeah. So I was walking through France. I had 40. So one of my, on my list was walk across the country and I was walking across France because I was trying to learn French. And so happened that I was in Geneva or whatever. And halfway across, I had $40 to my name and I got, an, uh, an email from my best mate who kept the business running, but we thought we were just going to sell the assets for like, you know, 10 grand. And he's like, someone just bought the company for $119,000. I think it was. And we, were, I just thought, wow, what, what an idiot! You know? <laughs> I, did, I didn't actually think that, but I was like, wow, like how incredible! And then I got with my split. I think it was forty-six thousand Australian dollars. Is it was you roughly said 48, forty-eight in the book? Forty-eight. Okay, so, um, so forty-eight. Wow, you read it? I so, did. So I read cool. it.
0: I promise you, it's a good book, guys.
1: But then after I like you know paid off my tax or this or my credit card, I was left with six. Was it um, six thousand dollars? And then I, I was was like, amazing. It was amazing. I,
0: the, yeah, it's amazing for two things. It's crazy to think. 48 or whatever it was goes down to 6 yeah. which is insane yeah. but then again just like for the sake of this conversation people listening again like things were dropped in your lap when you needed them yeah th- and they always do so he and went from $40 to $6,000 what a game. within like a mile of walking
1: yeah and I needed to get to Canada to deliver a baby because it was on my list and someone had just invited me and then I I'd, uh, I wanted to get shot while I was wearing a bulletproof vest. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean that's a funny story in itself. But I then needed to get to Columbia, and then I needed to get home for my sister's wedding, and it was just like it pretty that much cost money. Cost six thousand dollars roughly. Um, and it was great and then the world just keeps turning up like everyone always asks me oh how do you like how do you afford this what's the I want to be on stage speaking could you get paid to, you know how does all this work I have a show right a reality show I always keep forgetting that and like again you get paid for that stuff how does that happen I have no idea but it it keeps popping up because I think I live on purpose and I follow my passion
0: but that's huge because so that's what I want to talk about with the law of attraction so you're living your passion and mm. so therefore you've never been let down like mm. you keep saying the world keeps turning up I love that you said that the world keeps turning up for sure but I think that's like I keep wanting to emphasize it for people listening because fear is such a huge part of this and there's really no way to take people's fear away. I mean, it's just so hard, except for someone like you who can say, I promise you, the world doesn't let you down.
1: Yeah, and it's not overcoming a fear. It's just dealing with it differently. It's not like I'm fearless. Interesting. Yeah, but again, there's an assumption, and I I, only because I get this a lot. In fact, I got an email from someone this morning who wants to go skydiving. I'm not letting him
0: touch his phone. Oh, yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm very (laughs) close to reading it. She uh, she wants to go skydiving, but she's very fearful. She said to me, how do you eradicate fear? And I haven't responded yet, but what I will say is – you don't Exclusive. eradicate it yeah, yeah. if she's listening no it's yeah it's just you deal with it differently I, I i suffer the same like fears the anxiety the the stress the pressure the all those things the clammy hands the 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 throat that tightens up and the heartbeat i all the same but where i used to see that or experience that and see it like a big red light and go oh, i can't do that now i see it and i'm like great it's a green light i'm gonna go i'm gonna step into this and see what happens and that's when i think you start certainly for myself i started to see that i was really capable you know, I mean, there's I've so many examples, but I wanted to kiss a celebrity again, a very shallow thing. Um, but you know, it's representative of where I was at 10 years ago. Um, and I, I was, uh, long story short again, I was, uh, about to give a talk and the person speaking before me was Sharon Osborne. And I remember thinking, oh, I could kiss her if I ask her. And I got really excited and I ran to the event organizer who'd booked me and was paying me money to speak. So it was a bit kind of cheeky. And I said, can I, can I ask uh, Sharon for a kiss? And she said, no, of course you can't sit down. And I sat down. And I was really like relaxed and relieved. And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not going to embarrass myself. But then I thought, well, how stupid I, I want to do it. And I've been told I can't. Why am I happy about this? And it was because she was the one to blame for me not doing it. Right. So anyway.
0: It was like you had fear and you could like let it happen. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. See, I'm not supposed to. It wasn't
1: my fault. It right. wasn't my fault. But you know, I, you've know, got to seize these things. So she did a QA and a afterwards with a microphone going around the audience. And I put my, she said, any, any, any questions? I put my hand up and I was so scared. I was, I was sweating. Person next to me said, "Are you okay?" Is how awkward I must have looked. <laughs> I was, and I was like, please, in my head, please don't give me the microphone. And I, sure enough, I got the microphone, and uh, and she was like, "Yes." And I go, "Hi, Sharon. My name's Sebastian. I've got a list of hundred things. I'm speaking next. Actually, on my list is to kiss a celebrity. Would you consider it?" And I, you know, I am so nervous. And she, for whatever reason, said, "Yeah, sure. No worries." Get your, she said, "Get your ass on stage." So. I walked down onto the stage, I was in another dimension, so scared and uh, walked up there and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here and I thought, well, mechanically my face needs to be in front of her face. (laughs) So I like dipped down and walked across the stage just so my face is in front of her face and I thought, well, she can just leave this if she wants and she grabbed my head and stuck a tongue down my throat and bit my lip and it was this sensational kiss.
0: And how great for your talk afterwards, because that just, pl- you did yeah. one of your lists, like in front of everybody.
1: Yeah. But the, so m- my point is, though, like, people saw that and, it, you know, in Australia, it got a little bit of media attention. They're like, oh, wow, that guy is so confident. He's bulletproof. He's invincible. He can do anything. Um, I'm the same as everyone else. Just I act differently. Um, but
0: I think that's so important because I'm a little the same too. I, it, it, I fear does not tend to hold me back often. I mean, just like anyone, it does sometimes. Yeah. And people ask me the same question and I try and explain. It's like, no, I still get nervous. I still fear. I mean, I feel the butterflies in my chest, but it's just the thing of just being like, just do it. Yeah.
1: And it doesn't have to be these like astronomical feats. Like even, I, I mean, I, this is probably too personal, but I went yeah, on a date perfect. the other night, right? And uh, the other day, and it was like, per- the sun was setting. Like, it was just great. I was next to the, I was next to this girl who will remain nameless. And, um, you know, she was gorgeous. The sun was just bouncing off her delightful skin and... Uh, too much. And uh, and I looked Love at it. her and I was like, okay, this is the time where I need to kind of like just lean in. I'm 37 and a half, by the way. I thought I'd have this sorted out by now. Do you and ever? I don't know if anyone ever does. No. And I was like, okay, just lean, lean in and lean in and kiss. Just do that thing. And I couldn't do it. So, you know, everyone's still affected by it. So,
0: did you leave that date without a kiss?
1: I did. I I probably friend-zoned myself as well. The whole thing? Like,
0: even at the end of the night? Even, like, the drop-off?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I think it's like a cliffhanger. Let's see. I'll come in for another talk soon, and I'll I'll let you know what happened. Yeah, I'm
0: dying. Now I need to know.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: And you know, her story is like, I just thought he was going to kiss me, and he must not like me. Do you think? Probably.
1: I'd love that to be the case.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it is, like, I'm glad we're talking about it, because you did do this one... Um, there was this one line that I love where you were talking about the wave, like all the mechanics of the wave and how that's how your, like your adventure started to feel like that each part of the wave actually like pushed you through. And it was like, no matter what you were doing, the universe would work for you or a friend would show up that you didn't even know and help you or a job Mm. would pop up. Mm. It just really, it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just money. I know we've talked about money a lot. It was like, people would literally walk into your path exactly when they were supposed to. One hundred percent.
1: And I think it, I mean, that happened. People think it's like this magic trick or something. It absolutely happens to anyone if, you're and open. this is the, if you're open, and if you know what it, it is, what you want, it's a, it's all about opportunity. As far as I see, I think you either create an opportunity or you respond to an opportunity or attract an opportunity, I guess. And, but, but you have to know what you want so you can, you know, kind of react to the right opportunity. Um, I, I mean, so this is, I mean, maybe it's not the best example, but it's really current. The, the last three days, I've been thinking, I've, I've been chatting to a few friends of mine in Europe, like, when are you going to come over? When are you going to see us? i was like, I really want to go to Europe. I haven't been in a couple of years. I was like, okay, cool. I'll um, I'll uh, I'll, I'll see if I can get a talk over there, right? Because I do a lot of talks in the US. I do a lot of talks in Australia, but not really Europe, not not often. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. That'll be fun if that happened. And I, I just got an email last night. I've got to respond to it from, from, from a company in Ireland who want me to do a talk Amazing. Them. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like a little bit like hocus pocus, or is it? Like, but, is I, it? but
0: I don't think it is. I think because like you said, you're putting your energy in the right place and like whether you believe in the universe or however you want to call it, it's listening. The world's yeah. listening. So yeah, it's happening for you because you, you kind of know where you're supposed to be going.
1: Yeah, we're here to flourish. I, I think we're here. Life I think should... every
0: single person's here to flourish and that's a problem. A lot of us only feel like the chosen few are here to flourish Yeah, and they don't realize we're all the chosen few, like every single one of us. Well, we're all the, yeah, we're all the
1: same. We all have these minds to think and we all have these bodies, whatever they can or can't do. And you put those things together and you apply a little bit of action and all those beautiful like words and we, we can, you can do anything. You really, you just have to know what it is you want to do. And if you don't believe it, do it anyway, try and you'll see it.
0: And see what happens. Yeah. How do you feel like, cause you did talk about all these amazing people that came in your life and you made these great friends. How do you feel like your relationships with these people who randomly, you even said, it's weird. People know about me or they're instantly my best friend. Mm. How do you feel like your relationships were different when you started this journey than they might've been with people before?
1: Well, I think that you naturally kind of bring in the people into your life. So, so again, it probably goes back to that thing I said before: like passion inspires passion. I, I'm super passionate about life and what I do, and I think because of that, I somehow am drawn to, or people are drawn to me who are similar. So, I think the relationships I have now are like based much more on like growth, very progressive thoughts and conversations and and actions and stuff, which is amazing. And I, you know, I'm very fortunate to like get invited to, you know, events and you know all this stuff to, to speak or to when I'm you know traveling with like the show or whatever, even just general life in like Venice, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I just keep bumping into good people. My, my, again, my fundamental belief is that people are good, absolutely 100%. So I dunno, that's something that I'm, it's just very constant for me now. Beforehand, I guess, like before I started hundred things, I had my best mates, and people I'd grown up with and people I surfed and played rugby with and had beers with, and, and I love them all completely, of course. Um, but I don't think I was really bringing in anything that was like additional to that, that was inspiring or, or, you know, to me, um, and I certainly had nothing really to offer because i was just unhappy um so i think once you you know it's that analogy of putting your oxygen mask on first and then trying to help other people i just hadn't had my oxygen mask on and certainly my list my hundred things which is in that book um you know is very much about me being a little bit selfish a little bit self-indulgent and then at the end of the book obviously i talk about this idea that accidentally i found myself in a place where i'm actually making an impact with other people and that'll be the next book
0: in the book you come off like really fun obviously adventurous and also like a little goofy mm. like do you feel like your personality was different when you were doing these things than it was at home
1: no 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 I've always been like that um I just never did anything before um no I'm super like goofy uh, and no that's exactly I mean I wrote the thing and it's like people who know me were like oh well this is exactly how you sound um no it's just like I really just uh embraced it and went with it like I you know I, I love like you know the awkward I, I can be really awkward and I like trying to be funny at least and but I am adventurous I've always thought a little bit like in an abstract way and creatively and stuff so no I, I think like that that story in that book is you know it, it's certainly about me just uh realizing that more embracing it more living that more and, and then you know the byproduct of that is of course what this story now is um in some kind of way but no I'm, I'm by no means uh, you know, cool or suave or uh, <laughs> whatever. No, I'm just, but, 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 I'm, but I'm being me. And I think that's, you're only, being I would you, that's hate right. to be any other way.
0: Which, well, I want to talk also about hitchhiking. Cause when you're talking about your people and your impact, one of your things on the list was hitchhiking across the country. And you went from New York to LA. Right? Uh, yeah. Was I went from uh,
1: Florida, West Palm beach. Sorry. So
0: yeah. West Palm beach to LA. Still, that's the whole country it took you at 16. What was it? 16? Six days, six days. And, Look that, and I'm. I've I've hitchhiked myself not in this country though, but usually abroad, because it can be really freaky here, especially because there's different types of people. And you do say even in there, like you met the best people. Yeah. Only the great, which I believe a thousand percent. Do you think at that point it was because you were attracting good people, or you were only seeing the good in people, so that's what was mm. rising to the top for them?
1: Um, ha! Huh, such a good question. I reckon that it was more so. I think everyone's good. Um, and I think that people need an opportunity to be good and and to feel good and and act kindly and all that sort of stuff and i think that wherever i am i like i i just am you know i'm a very easygoing, chilled individual and i you know i'm very positive and optimistic and believe in all this stuff that we're talking about and i think when people are confronted with that they become that because that sort of activates that in them so i don't know whether i was necessarily attracting only good people um, I think it's probably more to your, your point, like the idea that I'd get in touch with people and I would see the good in them and they would see the good in me and we'd connect on that level. Um, yeah, I just think we need a big opportunity, you know, I mean, past a hundred things now I'm, I, I, maybe we'll talk about this in a bit, but like this sure. idea of, I, I, connect people to help each other out in acts of kindness. Um, you know, the, the most like, uh, awesome example that's happening right now is, there's a girl in LA who needs a kidney. She's got end stage, um, uh, renal failure. She's on dialysis and she needs a kidney donor. Otherwise she's, you know, she's going to die. Uh, and it looks as though we're very close to finding her a donor. So that's kind of just to quickly give you a snapshot of what I do now. Is,
0: um, has that all started because so many people have reached to you being like, this is what's going on with my life. And you've actually been able to put the pieces together. Like, wow, you yeah. need this, you need this. And that's actually going to solve each other's problems.
1: Yeah, completely. What, what, what actually happened was that I was, I'm 72 things into my list. And then people started asking me for help. Um, and then on my list, number 26 was help a stranger. So I helped a guy who saw me on TV in Australia and, um, and he, uh, he, he shared his list with me and he wanted to, to complete a half marathon, but he was a quadriplegic. Um, <clears throat> so he, his story was that he was completely able-bodied, he got bitten by a tick and got Lyme's disease and turned into a quadriplegic. Can't speak, um, can't move, obviously. I mean, it's wow. horrific. Wow. So again, a long story short, I, 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 he asked me to push him and I pushed him in, a, in, a, in this half marathon and I hate running, but it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Pushed him across the finish line. It was incredible. And I'd never felt like that. I'd never helped. I'd helped myself enough at that point that I felt I could actually be good for other people. And I just didn't stop. So I started getting all these emails from people asking me for help in various ways. And I just started traveling around the world doing that.
0: It's like, what are some other things?
1: Um, oh, I was granting like last wishes for people who were sort of on their deathbed. I was finding clothes for families who had no money. Um, I was. uh, I mean, there's there's lots and lots of examples. We, you know, we we took a a a U.S. war veteran with one leg who'd always dreamed to ski, but gave up on the idea because of his leg situation. And we took him skiing and telluride, just like. And it was all. But but what was happening is I was just sharing these stories with the my community and saying, "Hey, this is this person's story. This is what they need. Who can help?" And within 24 hours, we, we, you know, there was so much happening. anyway so I mean that sort of led me to believe that people are good you know we, we, we all want to help we just don't know how and I was just creating these opportunities somehow but and that got turned into a reality show it sounds all great and fabulous and, and, and it is in part but more so the issue was if every one person we were helping there were plenty more that we weren't helping and I saw that as an issue didn't know how to fix it and then I started getting all these emails from other people saying hey do you know anyone we can help? So I found myself very accidentally, this isn't by strategy, just accidentally in the middle on where on one side there's all these people who needed help, on the other side all these people who wanted to help. And I thought, well, I'll just connect them. So I built this, it's called Kindsum, K-I-N-D-S-U-M. Love that. So it's like an online... It's almost like online dating, but for acts of kindness. It's not dating. It's, oh my, so it's that's
0: kindsome.com?
1: Kindsome.com. And so that's that's what I'm doing right at the moment. And, and I'm only able to be in that position because I looked after myself first. Like this idea that I had my oxygen mask on and now I'm certainly helping other people. But I think it's, it's in everyone. We just need an opportunity. I think for someone to be good, these people you know, that were picking me up hitchhiking and stuff, you just need an opportunity. I think you just need like to be included and you just need to see an example. And, and I think those three things are certainly what what, what I'm all about now.
0: It's amazing. And I mean, it's amazing that you can connect all these people and what an awesome opportunity. Because I'm sure at one point, it probably started to feel overwhelming for you to know what's out there and not be able to do anything. For sure. And especially if people are reaching out to you directly, that's got to like be a huge weight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the toughest time I went through was the first time someone reached out to me who was suicidal uh, in Australia. And I was at a dinner. I was I was checking my phone at meal at the meal, which was rude. Um, but then I, I read this email from a girl who had like a rope tied from the curtain um, pole, and she was about to kill herself. And she said, "I've got no one else to speak to. Please call me." And so I just ran outside, called her. Thankfully, she answered. And then that was the beginning of calling this this girl uh, every single day for three and a half months. And it and it, it I I'm not. I, you know, I'm not schooled in how to actually deal with that stuff, but she would only want to talk to me, and uh, and that really affected me. It was great; like she had a great outcome. She now has a list. She's traveling around the world, reconnected with friends. Oh, it's that's beautiful. amazing! Yeah, and all I did was give her time. Like I, you know, she just gi-
0: needed she needed a lifeline.
1: Yeah. Completely. And so yeah, that was tough. And there's been a few other situations like that, but now I've sort of become a bit more experienced in that. And I obviously try and push those people towards professional h- advice. And yeah, I help. was gonna
0: say, have you gotten any training since that? Is there anything you've done now that you're like, I love this part, but I wanna know more in a certain way? Um, I, I haven't looked
1: into that anymore. I think I probably should. I am interested in it, but but I sort of also have this belief that everything we need is already abundantly available. Mm-hmm. There are a million people who could help her. So you know, me learning to help her. I mean, that would be good, but
0: there's you, already someone. You can who. push her to someone or yeah. whoever
1: it is. And that's what this of thing is based all on. That's and, amazing. And anyone who needs help in a non financial way, it's not about monetary donation, but anyone who needs help for something deserving and, and, you know, really meaningful and personal, they post it on there. Someone will go from the other side and just put in the location, you know, Marina Del Rey, where I live, for example, pick a category, last wish, animal, elderly, you know, advice. Uh, and then you'll be, a map will come up and it's populated with dots everywhere. Each dot is someone who needs help. And, you know, even in this room there's four of us in this room right now i'm sure if we had a good discussion after this we could help each other out in something meaningful that you've been struggling with
0: and then how does it work on that like do you see who could like are you part of the connections or no at that point it's a life of its own
1: no i'm scared this is my this is my my idea of how to scale it so it it shouldn't require me to be in the middle so people just naturally you know you create a profile obviously and you direct message these people there's another guy like last week last week, three days ago, shared his story. He's a, he's eight, he's a father, his 18 year old son committed suicide. His youngest son's turning 15 next month. And he always promised his younger son that he would build a tree house for you know, h- him and his brother. So the dad said, right, I wanna build this tree house. I just don't know how to build a tree house, who can help? So he went on kinds and shared that story. And we've got maybe up to 10 people who are gonna fly to Bend, Oregon, all, all on their own money to help build this treehouse. The guy's got the resources. So yeah. Um, but we just want it's to be
0: amazing what you're doing and I love that this all started from like sitting in front of a laptop and looking at a map. Yeah. But that's what people don't get like start small just what is that one little thing you want to do and go for it because you don't know where it's going to lead you. Completely. And you're now affecting so many lives directly. Yeah. Which is incredible.
1: Uh, yeah, it is and I I mean I don't really look at it like that. I mean yes I am but I I just feel good which sounds selfish i just feel good doing whatever but you should
0: feel good we should all feel happy that's what people don't understand Completely. like i know people mix up happiness and selfishness but like it's okay to be happy like we should all want to be happy because yeah. that is just an energy that only makes everything everyone better
1: it's okay to be selfish too yeah. I, in fact i think it's crucial i think you have to be selfish you know i hear from like a lot of mothers who are just you know giving all their energy of course to I mean, your children we were just
0: talking about this yeah. yeah
1: and then like you know these mothers are like you know maybe when their kids turn 18 or whenever it is they sort of fly the coop they're like oh god i don't even know who i am anymore the the biggest sin on the planet is not to know who you are and and that's certainly what I can only say that because that's what I did at 24 I had no idea so yeah I mean imagine being on your deathbed and having a moment being lucky enough to have a moment to look back at your life and thinking oh I wish I did that differently I can't believe I didn't lean in to kiss that girl I can't believe I didn't move to you know Tokyo when I had a chance I can't believe I didn't propose to that person or go and study there or learn how to play guitar imagine that And and we will have the opportunity right now.
0: To make those things happen. Yeah, right now. It's so interesting because we talk about it a lot, fear and how it gets in the way. And it's funny, we always say, but if if someone actually really wanted to logically think down the path of fear, you you don't do new things because you're scared of what the outcome might be. You're scared of the unknown. But the fact of the matter is, everything's unknown. Like even if you do things the exact same way you want to do it every single day, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Anything can happen. So it's all unknown anyway. So you might as well empower yourself to actually put one foot in front of the other and do it in the direction you want versus just like staying kind of still in stasis completely
1: i've been talking about this with friends lately as well like nothing's guaranteed this nothing. idea of like a safety net or a you know a comfort zone or i've got a job that's secure nothing
0: is secure i mean look we're in the fires right now exactly. were you just about to say that yeah. yeah it's like and i say it all the time i'm like you don't no. even in marriage people stay in marriages because they're unhappy you don't know if that your significant other is not going to walk in the next day and be like bye sayonara yeah. see you or drop dead or anything can happen yeah. and it's like so the safety net is bullshit.
1: It is. There's no, there's no permanency. There, there just isn't. Like the only thing you have is you and obviously, you know, connection and love and friendships and true. That, that's important. But the only thing you can actually control is you. And I think the only, the only thing that we should 100% commit to is that bettering ourselves, trying to l- know ourselves so that no matter what happens yeah. externally, you're okay. And it's a horrible thing to say, but like, I was speaking to someone who got affected by the fires. Um, he's a really well-known guy, actually. He's like a, a famous dude. And he, um, he lost his house. And I was like, how are you doing? He's like, I'm fine. He goes, it's horrible what's happening, but I'm okay on the inside. And that's how everyone, you know, it's what we should all be striving towards. Uh, it's always our response. Again, it's not, you know, oh my God, my life's in, in tatters because of a job or a relationship or a house I lost, which is all external stuff. These are all
0: extras. Yeah.
1: You just, resp- if you're okay, you're okay.
0: And you'll always be okay no matter what happens. Yeah, absolutely. So fascinating. What, of all the hundred things, what had the biggest impact on you?
1: For sure, helping someone, like 100%. But I also think like, you know, because that chain, you know, I, again, the idea of putting your oxygen mask on and then helping others, like I, you know, I think that's obviously a very important thing for me personally. Um, but I think maybe just starting this journey, just really like the first step. I mean, there were a couple of things that I did kind of right out the, off the bat. And, you know, one was, marrying a stranger in Vegas, which again sounds immature, but forget what it actually was. It was more like the in principle, I stepped away from a lifetime up to that point of just following regime, uh, you know, school, further education, um, getting a job, a career, money accumulation, the, the, all the things that we're told to do and then until we retire. I stepped away from that. My mom didn't support me. You know, no one really supported me. Even my best friends. It was a very weird thing for a 28 year old to do. But that was the best thing I ever did. I just started. Even you know, I just I just did it. I just followed myself. I did it, and it changed my life.
0: But I think that's actually I remember. There's a few references of kind of like your mom not supporting mm-hmm. you, and then she's quietly supporting you, but yeah. never like And I get it. I remember going through that too when I was moved out here for the entertainment. My mom kept being like, "When are you going to go get your master?s When are you?" So, how important was that for you to have that kind of acknowledgement from your family, or was it not?
1: Um, w- w- I mean... I'd like to say it, it, it didn't matter because I would have done it anyway and, and I did do it anyway but it's always nice to have support from people close to you. And
0: they've come around obviously, right?
1: Yeah, they came around. My mum my mum has Alzheimer's now so she doesn't really know what I do but she did like bef- before she kind of didn't realise she uh, you know, she did come around. What actually happened, I think I put it in the book is that she, we, I'd call home every couple of months that, like, oh mum, you wouldn't believe it. I, uh, You know, I, I took on a world champion at something. I, I became a Guinness World Record holder. I visited an inmate on death row and she was like, she'd be silent and then she'd say, when are you coming home and getting a real job? like your mum kind of thing, yeah. right? Uh, and so there was this argument we sort of had for a while and then I started getting these lovely emails from people saying, hey, uh, you don't know me but I heard about your story, it's changed my life or I've done this, I've reconnected with a lot and it was really lovely stuff that I never expected and I would send those emails to my sister and my sister, without telling me, was printing them out and giving to my mum and then my mum was sticking them on the fridge.
0: Oh and I gotta get teary-eyed just thinking about that. Uh,
1: yeah, so she came around for sure um and so is everyone else i guess but
0: isn't it funny how parents quietly approve of things sometimes that's like because i remember that too i remember going to my dad's office once when i was younger and like my picture was like everywhere and then everyone who walked in knew everything about me was like you did and i was like what wait what he's, he's that? like i had no clue he was that proud of me yeah like zero clue
1: well everyone's a dreamer everyone dreams and so like you know even your parents even if they from a safety logical point of view they say look just be safe Um, but really they want you to go out there and, and, and have a go. And, and, you know, if it works, it's, it's great. Even if it doesn't work, it's It's still good. It's also great. Absolutely.
0: What do you feel like, I'm trying to think, like, what do you feel like, or maybe nothing, like, what do you feel like changed the most in you by doing this?
1: Um, well, I think like the, you know, over time I just started to realize who I was. I found out how capable I am. I think like everyone underestimates, you, you know, themselves basically until they try something. Um, but well, I don't know, like the most, the most profound thing for me was for sure helping somebody for the first time. But um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what was the question? I forgot like, What do you question. feel like
0: changed in you or oh. nothing?
1: Uh, no, I, nothing. I don't think anything's changed. I think I've just realized and brought out this, this hidden part in me. Are. Yeah. Um,
0: do you keep in touch with some of the people like J-Lock, for instance? J-Lock, J-Lock was the inmate on death row.
1: Yeah. He's off death row now. Amazing. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, Facebooked me and then I, we became Facebook friends. I looked at a lot of his, like the stuff he was putting on Facebook and it was all about shooting people and stuff. And I was like, okay, we don't need to be friends. So we don't, I don't stay in touch with him, but I pretty much say the baby I delivered, he turned seven.
0: Whoa, Oakley. that's crazy. Yeah.
1: So I ju- well, actually, no, he actually just turned eight. Um, but last year I flew to Canada to visit him. Um, it's this place called Regina That's where I delivered this I baby. That's so funny, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So I keep in touch with everyone. Like I, yeah, I just saw Tyson, the guy who uh, offered me all the money, and I said no to. Um, Paulie again. Paulie actually is going to come and help build this treehouse with this guy. Paulie's going. But I kind who,
0: of love like all these pieces have become a big part of a much bigger whole, which is so lovely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice. It's, it's all just very like holistic. It's very integrated. Um, it's just like it's. I mean, that's just what life is, right? We're all just here, just spinning around on this, you know, big rock, and we're all just bouncing into each other. And it's just what we should continue to do. in like, with you know, with with good vibes and smiles, and everyone wants to get involved. Imagine a world where everyone was super passionate about what they did. A world where there was ample opportunity to help other people around you i mean it would just everyone would just be so stoked every single day and It'd be uh, lovely yeah so i like seeing that it is getting a little bit bigger with what i'm doing and and uh y- yeah people are smiling
0: that's amazing so because i know you have to go one more question and then i want to do your four you's in your personal practice but mm-hmm. I think we talked a lot about how this actually is easy and you can do it. But for I know for a lot of people, it still feels like I can't throw my life away. I can't do that. I have a family and all, I can't. What are small little ways? Because what I like that you said is you realize that through this journey, you were taking down the walls of fear, whether it be from commitments, whether it be fear itself, whether it be money, mm-hmm. you kind of just pulled those down and climbed over them and realize those were actually just barriers mm-hmm. and you can surmount them. So what's another way people on an either daily basis or something smaller that you feel like people can do?
1: well i i think it's important like i'm an extreme example i did drop everything i did go and you know do this list or whatever but you don't have to do that and it if you're married fantastic i mean i hope by default hopefully you're married if that's the example because you want to be like that's that's on your list you want right. to get married to someone right same if you own a house i hope you chose to do that because you wanted to consciously as opposed to being forced to do it Anything can change at any time. I think like the first... Small that's a great
0: way to put it. Like if people are just conscious, like there's no decision that's a bad decision as long as your own of true course. decision.
1: Yeah, and it's not like the rat race versus a, a, a quote-unquote bucket list. It's a, it's all the same. It's all under life. Like, it's just a, what works for you. Yeah, a list, if, if bucket list sounds too... I mean, I hate the term. It's very death-centric. But like, you know, if a list sounds too quirky, well, just think of things that are important to you. You should. If you're not enjoying a job, change. You know, people go, oh, well, I'm working. I can't do that. Well, if, you're, if you don't love your work and you feel like you're missing out on other things in your life, you should change. Um, right, sorry, your question. How do you make a small difference? I think like simply ask yourself what would make you smile today and do it. It could be anything. Like, I mean, often the most profound things have happened to me is having a conversation with someone or emailing somebody or calling someone or telling someone I love them, telling someone I'm sorry. You know, it's not jumping out of a plane naked. It's 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 the small thing, which was super cold, by the way. Um, <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever see the footage.
0: By the um, way, the one where you, you pose naked, I was like, oh that would God. be my fucking nightmare.
1: It was a nightmare. And that's why I do it. It makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, We've got smart. to get out of our comfort zones.
0: But I mean… I was so impressed because I was like, that would probably be out of all these things my nightmare. Yeah. I would jump in the cold water first.
1: Yeah. No. Um <laughs> again, uh yeah. That but was, I like that you
0: said it, your nightmare too, but yeah. you did it.
1: Yeah, no, it was petrifying. That was like half an hour of standing. And nude. someone like
0: staring right at you.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, you could see their I was looking at their because I could move <laughs> my eyes. So I could see people like um with their brush stro- brush strokes. And I was like, Oh, that's not a long enough brush stroke. <laughs> but again, it was cold. Um, so I yeah, I look, I think if you want to make it if you literally want to make a change and you're listening to this and you're like i want to do that give yourself permission as soon as this is finished sit down give yourself permission don't wait for anyone else and just think about yourself i mean ultimately like i do a lot of workshops and stuff so of course it's like values and it's strengths and the values is like the foundation for any meaningful list but yeah just simply think uh if i if my task today was to go to bed smiling what would i do what would i do right now um and equally as important if, if my task today was also to help someone close to me smile what would i do for them and that's the beginning of a list i mean i love
0: it let me do your four U's really quickly so we can get that um just four quick takeaways for the audience mm. current obsession
1: um i had a look at these questions and i think i answered so, what, what did i oh five rhythms dancing people love that oh my god yeah i've just started doing that's amazing
0: i love that do you journal or have any other daily practice
1: um no, but I, I like I'm a big believer in you know writing down what you want to do or what you want to happen, um, and then you know th- then the world kind of like shows up for you. So I, I think a daily practice is thinking about what's important to you.
0: Great food, drink, or object you cannot live without.
1: Um, I I have a thing for acai bowls. I um yeah I love them. I was told they're healthy, but then someone recently said they're full of sugar. So I, I don't, mean I don't know.
0: Next we're talking to like someone who's big in that world. So I'll ask the question. It's always confusing. It yeah. goes in everything goes in and then it goes out. Yeah. Um, favorite self care hack.
1: Um, it's f- uh, oh geez, did I um favorite self care hack? <sighs> oh I don't know I don't know. What do I do I, do I give you a question? Something new. Oh, try something new! Yeah, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> You're like, that's a great one.
1: Yeah, what well, I'm not very good. I'm Unlike I'm, I'm sure all your other guests, I don't really have these like routine things that like no. here are five steps to do. But by whatever. the way, there's
0: no, there's no. Specific guests. That's what we love. It's yeah. all about stories that we feel like are yeah. going to make people think mm. and make people like relate, and then they can have the ability to start making changes. So, because yeah. everyone just wants to be happy and everyone wants to know themselves. This whole thing is about how do you get to know yourself better. So, yeah. you actually are the perfect guest.
1: Yeah. Well, here, thank you. So, okay, here's my answer. I've just thought of it. So, how self care hack help somebody,
0: there you and go. you'll feel amazing. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, if you had one piece of life advice, let's go out on that.
1: Uh, one piece of life advice, I would say um, just continually try and work out who you are and realize that that changes as you live, as you get older. So just always check in with yourself and make sure that you're doing things for you. And by doing so, you'll naturally be able to do stuff for other
0: people. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for being on here. Everyone <laughs> He's going to do his personal practice. So keep with us and subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Write a review if you can. All of his information is going to be on our website. So if you want to figure out all his stuff in kindsome.com, it's all going to be there. And you are such a relatable, incredible, oh. fun <laughs> guest. So thank you so much. Thank
1: you. Can I say, for anyone Please. listening who like who who needs help in some way or knows somebody who needs help, I'm just looking to like just get as many stories on Kindsome as I can. Um, because people out there are desperate to help. I've got so many people who want to help, but trying to get the projects is the trickier part. So if anyone who needs help in a meaningful way that's non-financial, please hit me up or go to Some and create a project. And I
0: love that. I think it's changing the way society asks for things. Like I think sometimes people feel like they can't ask. So I think this is incredible. I think it's not only teaching people how to give, but also people being honest about what they need.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of bravery yeah. and, and being vulnerable is incredibly needed. And, and and I think by when you ask for help and you put your hand up, um, although you might feel a little bit awkward, uh, it's creating an opportunity for somebody else to do what's very natural to us and help somebody so if you're not asking for help and you need it you're really like stopping a very natural connection piece for people and, and I think also just
0: the connection like you don't know what you're going to get out of it besides that specific thing you asked there's going to be so much more that comes with it
1: yeah and a lot of people who've, who i've helped or people have helped in the past are now helping other people it's this beautiful ripple effect so i could talk for hours about this but and I
0: by can't. the way if you weren't leaving i'd have you talk more well, let's talk
1: some more like what time is
0: it no, no no i want you're going to be late for your meeting okay um thank you no worries, thank I, I, I'm, I'm, i've got it for you i'm like you're gonna be late for your meeting right. he's got to go across town <laughs> he, he's only been in la a year and a half he doesn't quite get how it works yeah <laughs> thank you for of course me. hey so sebastian's now going to do his personal practice and he's going to read a poem for us
1: yeah i heard this poem it's called the dash by linda ellis and uh, i was actually at an event last night and i heard it again and it, it's just it's it's awesome so i think it's a good kind of like a question for people to consider okay the dash i read of a man who stood to speak at a funeral of a friend he referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end he noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears but he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. But that dash represents all the time they spent alive on earth. And now only those who love them know what this little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about the long, this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change for you never know how much time is left that still can be rearranged? to be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you lived your dash? (laughs)
0: Den Talks is produced by Mike Burns, Nicole Rappi, Reem Edan, and music is by Alex Better. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And also wherever you listen, please go and leave us a review. It's so greatly appreciated. It really does help us out. If you want to keep talking about all this stuff, please join our community on our secret Facebook page. Go to Facebook, search Den Talks Podcast, and join us there.